Good morning, and welcome to Simply Tech. It's Saturday, January 20th. On today's show, Lordstown Motors founder launches a new EV startup with trucks we've seen before. And after Netflix says no, other app makers debate a Vision Pro launch. Plus, Japan's slim mission makes a historic moon landing, but its time is running out. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Tech. We start off with Steve Burns, the ousted founder of bankrupt EV startup Lordstown Motors, who is back in the game with a new company called Land X Motors. Interestingly, the new company is showcasing the same electric pickup truck that Burns once claimed would outpace Tesla, Ford, and General Motors. Here to discuss this further is our tech correspondent. So James, what's the story behind Landex Motors and its connection to Lordstown Motors? Well, David, Steve Burns bought most of the remaining assets of Lordstown Motors late last year during its Chapter 11 bankruptcy proceedings. This included a significant portion of its electric pickup trucks. Now, he's claiming that Landex Motors will chart the future of mobility and plans to build a whole lineup of vehicles on the platform that underpins the truck formerly known as the Endurance. So, it seems like the former Lordstown trucks are playing a significant role in this new venture. But what about the challenges that Lordstown Motors faced? How does Burns plan to overcome those? That's a good question, David. Lordstown Motors faced significant issues, including the fact that the cost to build the Endurance far exceeded its retail price. It's unclear how Burns plans to tackle these challenges with Landex Motors. The company hasn't provided any information on where or how it plans to build the trucks. This isn't Burns' first rodeo, is it? He's had a history with EV startups. That's correct, David. Burns founded Lordstown Motors in 2019 after leaving another struggling EV startup, Workhorse. He licensed the designs for a pickup truck project from Workhorse, which eventually became the Endurance. However, Lordstown Motors came under federal investigation for misleading investors about the number of orders it had secured for the endurance. Burns and the then chief financial officer, Julio Rodriguez, resigned following these allegations. And what about the team behind Landex Motors? Are there any familiar faces? Yes, David. Of the 16 employees who list Landex Motors as their employer on LinkedIn, 13 of them used to work at Lordstown Motors. Dwayne Hughes, the executive who replaced Burns at Workhorse, is also on the paperwork filed with the state of Michigan. Julio Rodriguez, the former CFO of Lordstown, is now the CFO of LAS Capital, the holding company through which Burns purchased the Lordstown assets. So it seems like a reunion of sorts. It will be interesting to see how this venture unfolds. In a move mirroring Netflix, YouTube has decided not to release a dedicated app for the upcoming Apple Vision Pro. Instead, viewers will have to use the web browser version to watch YouTube videos. Our tech correspondent is here to delve deeper into this. Helena, what can you tell us about YouTube's decision? Well, David, YouTube hasn't provided a specific reason for this decision. They have, however, stated that they're excited about the Vision Pro launch and are ensuring that YouTube users have a great experience in Safari. It's also unclear whether YouTube plans to support Vision Pro in the future. This could be quite disappointing for customers, right? Especially considering YouTube is the most popular video sharing platform in the world. 
Absolutely. Users will have to go to Safari to watch YouTube videos, which could be less convenient. It also means they won't be able to access YouTube's offline downloads feature, which is particularly useful for watching videos on planes. Interestingly, YouTube does provide an app on the rival headset MetaQuest. And YouTube isn't the only one opting out, correct? That's correct. Netflix also confirmed that it isn't planning on launching a dedicated app for the device. Other companies that may be staying away include Meta-owned platforms Instagram, Facebook, Threads, and WhatsApp. Spotify is also reportedly choosing not to roll out a new app. However, this could change by the time Vision Pro launches on February 2nd. Why are these media companies reportedly passing on Apple's mixed reality headset, especially since they all have apps for the iPhone and iPad? It's quite notable, indeed. One possible reason could be Apple's recent update to its App Store rules. The tech giant now gets to approve which apps are eligible to include a link or button to their websites, and it imposes a 27% fee for out-of-app store purchases. Spotify, for instance, has publicly expressed its frustration over these new rules. But there are companies that are willing to participate, aren't there? Yes, there are. Nearly 20 apps will launch entertainment experiences on the headset, including TikTok, Disney+, Max Discovery+, Amazon Prime Video, Paramount+, Peacock, Pluto TV, Tubi, Fubo, Crunchyroll, ESPN, NBA, MLB, PGA Tour, Red Bull TV, IMAX, and Mubi. So despite some notable absences, there will still be a variety of content available on the Vision Pro. That's certainly something to look forward to. Thanks, Helena. Japan's smart lander for investigating Moon, or SLIM, has successfully landed on the lunar surface, making Japan the fifth nation in history to achieve this feat. However, all is not well for SLIM due to issues with its solar cells. Here with us to delve into this is our space correspondent. So Charlotte, what seems to be the issue with SLIM's solar cells? Well, David, the problem lies in the solar cells not generating electricity. Solar cells and other electrical components in space can be quite delicate and finicky, so the team hasn't been able to pinpoint the exact issue yet. However, since the other sensors are working correctly, they believe the problem is confined to the solar cells. What does this mean for the lifespan of SLIM? Unfortunately, running on battery isn't a long-term solution. If the team can't get the solar cells working, the main lander will only have a few hours of life. In fact, it might already be nearing the end of that period. Despite these issues, landing on the moon is no small accomplishment. Can you tell us more about the significance of this achievement? Absolutely, David. Landing on the moon is a complex task that many nations and private companies have attempted in recent years, often without success. Even a minor issue, like a stuck valve, can derail a lunar mission. So Japan and JAXA, the country's space agency, should be commended for this achievement. There's some speculation that the lander may have tipped or is in a non-optimal physical configuration. Can you shed some light on this? Yes, there's been some speculation based on telemetry data that the lander may not be in an optimal position. However, JAXA hasn't confirmed this yet. The initial press conference was primarily to announce the successful soft landing and functioning lunar lander. What about the lunar excursion vehicles carried by SLIM? The two lunar excursion vehicles, LEV-1 and LEV-2, appear to have successfully deployed. These subcrafts separated from the main vehicle while it hovered a few meters above the surface and will operate semi-independently. They should be able to capture images of the landing area and SLIM itself 
but we'll have to wait for that information. We'll certainly be keeping an eye on this developing story. That was our space correspondent, Charlotte. Thanks for your insights. It's been 17 long months since Amazon announced its intention to acquire iRobot for $1.7 billion, a deal that has been inching forward at a glacial pace, facing numerous regulatory hurdles. The latest obstacle comes from the European Commission, which is reportedly set to vote against the acquisition due to perceived anti-competitive concerns. Here to delve deeper into this is our tech correspondent. So Arnold, what's the current status of this deal? Well, David, the European Commission has set a deadline of February 14th to reach a final decision. According to recent reports, the EU regulatory body is leaning towards voting against the acquisition. This comes after Amazon missed a deadline for submitting concessions to the European Commission. However, it's worth noting that the deal has already cleared several regulatory hurdles, including approval from the equivalent UK body. How has Amazon responded to these anti-competitive concerns? Amazon has consistently maintained that the acquisition won't negatively impact the robot vacuum market. The retail giant has assured regulators that it won't prioritize iRobot products over its competitors through its massive retail presence. However, these assurances have not seemed to alleviate the concerns of the European Commission. And how has this prolonged review period affected iRobot? The drawn-out process has certainly tested iRobot's resilience. In July, Amazon announced that it was lowering its asking price from $61 to $51.75 per share. This news came as iRobot raised $200 million in debt to keep operations running while waiting for the deal to close. If the acquisition does go through, that debt will be transferred to Amazon. Furthermore, iRobot has had to make some tough decisions, including cutting its headcount by 10% when the deal was announced and laying off another 85 people in February. The company's stock price has also taken a hit, dipping below $20, which is one-third of its value when the deal was first announced. It certainly seems like a challenging situation for iRobot. What could be the potential implications if the European Commission votes against the acquisition? If the European Commission votes against the acquisition, it could spell the end of Amazon's bid to acquire iRobot. This would leave iRobot in a difficult position given the financial strain it has been under during the review period. However, it's also possible that Amazon could try to negotiate further concessions to appease the European Commission and keep the deal alive. It's a fluid situation, and we'll have to wait until the February 14th deadline to see how it unfolds. Indeed, it's a situation we'll be keeping a close eye on. That was our tech correspondent. Thanks for the insights. All right, that wraps up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Tech. We'll see you back here tomorrow.